West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 31st of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Padda Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It is Wednesday evening once again, the last day of January, a very special date in the calendar indeed. And a uh, nice morning we had in Newcastle West and West Limerick area. Indeed, I was around a good part of it. And my name is Pat O'Donovan. You're tuned to West Limerick Community Radio Station, broadcasting from the capital town of County Limerick, Newcastle West. And as you know, we go out every Wednesday night from half past nine till 11. And if you have any comments or any views on any topic whatsoever, you may phone us in on 69 or 087-166-9800. That is 069-66200 or 087-166-9800. So if you have any topic or anything you would like the panel to discuss, discuss tonight, give us a shout. My name is Pat O'Donovan and on the panel tonight, as usual, is the Evergreen, Tom Ryan and Councillor Jerome Scanlon, a former Fine Gael councillor with an independent mind and he broke away there recently to go independent and he says he's quite happy at it as well. Politics seems to be a tough business because I heard there through the lines this evening that Emmett O'Brien, a very popular county councillor there representing the Radkeel Municipal District, that he has decided to call it a day and of course he also threw in that he felt he was being bullied a lot or words to that effect, I think it was straight bullying, he was no hesitation about it. It's hard to believe that somebody in his calibre with a legal mind would suffer bullying at the hands of fellow politicians or whatever he was referring to. Now, uh, you will have seen in the media lately, and you might not indeed have heard that uh, the plane of that famous lady of the sky, Amelia Earhart, has, they feel they have discovered it under the sea, obviously, where she had her last flight. So in my young teenage days in the 60s, well, uh, in the 60s anyway, I probably had moved out of the teenage days by the 60s. Uh, the latter half, of my, uh, we had that wonderful singer, George Kay, and the Smoky Mountain Ramblers, a wonderful show band. Tom Ryan remembers well the was around the ballrooms of Limerick, the, the Smoky Mountain Ramblers. So George Kay, Smoky Mountain Ramblers, and it's uh, the story of Amelia Earhart. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that track on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. was George Kay and the Smoky Mountain Ramblers, a wonderful, wonderful man from the 1960s and probably disappeared in the early 70s. Tom brings back many memories for you, I'm sure. 
Yeah, they were a brilliant band, actually. Yeah. You, you know, just, they, they didn't reach the heights that they deserved to be. They, they were high quality. Josh Kay was a brilliant singer, and they had a great arrangement. And, and they brought in the fiddle, and they brought in, in into their into their performance. Yeah, yeah. They were, I, I liked them now. They were very good. Wonderful bands. How have you for the dancing? Have you left shows of Oh, left my feet God, I have two left feet. Well, I yeah. used to go to the Olympic in the good old days. Yeah. Sunday nights in the Olympic were a highlight of the week, to be honest. But sure, there's nothing like that anymore. I don't know what the young people do today, but we had a good time there. Yeah. <laughs> they get their kicks on other things, we believe, nowadays, don't we, they? We had the late Nora looking after the box office. Nora that was so active in Vincent right. de Paul here. Enright, yeah. Nora Enright, God rest her. And of course, Joe Downs, and uh, you know, there were there were good times, and they have, they brought great bands here. Like you had Joe Loss, and I said I can't dance, but Joe Loss came to Newcastle West. He came to Mallow. He came to the Jetland, and I think Victor Sylvester as well. I I'm too young, Pat, to remember yeah. Victor Sylvester. <laughs> he he did the tours as well. Tommy, you went to that Victor well, Sylvester. Well, band. I, I was never into the big bands. No, I didn't. You know, most of the show bands would be. More my style. Yeah, and, me, me, and, too, and, me and too, the Bellicruz. Yeah, but I, I, I asked, of course I went to him because, as Jerome has rightly said, sure, it was the highlight of the week. And yeah. a, it was, they were wonderful. They were wonderful times, like. And great know, and, people. And, and, and people enjoyed them. But as you as rightly, as you rightly said, Jerome, what are people doing now to replace that? I know, that, you know? And, well, no, well, well, mind you, that's what started the downfall of the whole clubs. thing. Nightclubs. You know, I mean, yes, and even the band, I mean, the show band era, when the, when the band started to bring in relief bands, people didn't come in then until the time the they, pub, yeah. the main band, and they went to the pub, and ah. after a while, the, the whole thing started dead, to, yeah. to disintegrate, like, because the bands were marvellous, like. You were lucky to have a bob for a bottle of orange juice. Oh, yeah. well, but we always managed it, we always managed it anyway. But, yeah. it, but the bands, I mean, we were very lucky, like, because I don't think there was any country in the world had had entertainment and had bands of the quality that we had. Like absolutely, I mean, yeah. so they were great musicians. And it was an awful pity that that they actually and even that the ballrooms closed and that. I was listening recently to um to a program and it was about the actual uh, the ballroom in Kilfinnan, and uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, it really brought back all kinds of memories. Mm. I was never there to Kilfinnan be out of the way, but but the bands they brought there and the people that. They were, they were brilliant people even talking in the program mm. so I mean they were great times no doubt about that and the dance halls they had before the ballrooms yeah, like well the dance halls yes Cronin's yeah. and Rahina Cronin's and Kilmeade oh they were, they were famous Yes, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, but yeah. People, people assembled and got together and they enjoyed, they enjoyed themselves they met themselves they but the you wonder what they're doing now where they're meeting now there's no one meeting anyone if meeting meeting at speed now it is online now I think it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And a friend of yours, uh, Pat, you mentioned him the other day, Jimmy Kett, lives yeah. over in uh, Birmingham. Birmingham in Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kett's mother was very much involved in organising the dance bands to the UK, yeah. to the West Midlands in mm. particular. She's still about, uh, and she was involved with, well, I shouldn't use that term, but she would have used Albert you Reynolds. Could be careful what you're saying now. Yes, she I know. I could be she was a native of Longford, and her husband Correct. was from here in Her Broadford. husband was from uh, Lisna Fuller. Yeah, Lisna Fuller. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Longford was her own background. Yeah. And Albert Reynolds ran a, a big show business yeah. um, in the West Midlands, and she was involved there. 
and Jim and the mother listened to this programme on a Wednesday night. Oh, that's nice and, to know. And that funny story I told you a little earlier about... Uh, oh, this was the bias outside I was telling about it. Uh, it was from Jim Kessett came there last mm-hmm. night, so the mm-hmm. same man in England, and he comes around quite often, so I'm sure he'll tune in tomorrow morning when he knows you're talking about his yes. mother and himself. And he has a beautiful cottage in Listener Fuller. Yeah. Um, now, on a more serious note... Uh, the chief financial officer with RT, uh, she got a, a, a big lump sum payment when she retired or, or resigned, whichever she did, I'm not sure, there now. And it was done between herself and former RT Director General D. Forbes. He did not get the sanction, of, or the sanction from the RTE board. And Mr. Backhurst, who is now the Director General of RT, thought it was pretty shocking. Well, it is convenient That's for... That's of, of today's or to yesterday's yeah, latest tis, note. It is very convenient for him, Pat, to say that. This was another nod and a wink, wink business with them. They paid themselves off. None of those people should be allowed leave until they'd made them... Uh, accounted for what had gone on prior to their well, departure. Well, Forbes, in fairness to her, now she's unwell and she's not available. I'm very unwell as well, Pat. You may not be aware of that. Well, Tom... Well, Pat, I think uh, myself... Tom hasn't given us... Excuse me, Tom. Sorry, sorry, Tom. For, sorry for interrupting you, Tom. Just a habit I have. Tom has been here now for about five or six years doing this programme, and he has never seen... Any, he didn't get unwell any night, literally, since he started. Yeah. Well, you see, Pat, you, the first thing that, that, that you have to take into account here is this board and uh, CEO of RT appointed by the, by the present minister, number one. They were uh, they they weren't doing their job number one, and we ha- we can we can relate that back to our banking collapse as well. The directors of the banks and what happened to them, and in in actual fact, Pat, the management of RT, we say like and the the carry on and the way they were it, it, that to me was is actually bordering on criminality, and with the with the under the especially in the areas of tax default and uh, and tax evasion and what they were doing with uh, with, with with special accounts and all that and they, this should be a revenue audit and a frost audit and the Taoiseach and the Doyle and the ministers should be have nothing at all to do with it because there's enough going on and the, anyway the amounts of money Pat are minuscule in the overall context of of, of, of the thing because there is Agencies by the government, we saw what's happening in the HSE. There is hundreds of millions of pounds have been, of euros have been wasted. There have been, some of them, there's big, huge contracts were given to people to bring in stuff in China. That was nothing about that. We have the Children's Hospital. I'm aware myself of IDA spending of millions uh, again. And there's nothing about, and it's designed about RTE morning, noon and night. And they, they have to I am very worried, Pat, as a person, about the in about the influence and the direction that the government is going with RT and the media. We need a media that's independent. We don't need a media created by a government or any or successive governments. We need people that are marvelous people in RT. It's a great organization with very good reporters and brilliant uh all sorts of, of investigative people and programme people that can be, but you see, the top 
again was rotten to the core. And that was created by the present minister. And now the director is sick. She can't appear before the thing. A bit of a joke, Pat, the whole thing in that regard. But I think myself, Pat, it's honest time for the government to get back and do their job now and let our team get back on the job. This is going on now nearly 12 months. This thing. Between, leak, leak, leak. between us, they won't. They're presiding over corporate irresponsibility. And RT, as you quite rightly make the point, is only a chicken feed in all of this. We go to the hospital, the children's hospital. Correct. The children's hospital, after the next election, will probably be opened with great fanfare. And then we'll find out what the real cost is. About three billion. If, if it stops there. If it stops at three billion. Yeah. You see, so this is the point that I, that I want to... That, that I, like want to make uh, on it. I, you're right. Own. You're right, Tom. But that yeah. we still have a rotten egg here. Well, we're rotten. Egg. Egg. And, yeah. and you see, this Little also one. calls into question our controller and others in general, who's sitting there with a, with a smile in his face and a kind of a, at all these committees and meetings when they mm. when when the elected representatives are discussing. But they have no power. There's no, they have no, they can't put any, any restriction on the, oh, they can expose them, all right, but should they, they don't care be exposed, they, don't. they can walk out the door with a pocket full of money like we have Tom, in our tea. Tom, you said they have no power. They don't want power, in my opinion, because they would not know what to do with it if they had it. Yeah, but, but do you agree, George, in mean, Jerome, that his interference with a, with, with a media broadcast, you know, a government interference of the highest and the worst type you could get, like... We need an independent broadcasting company. And we need an independent broadcasting money, uh, broadcasting... Financing I mean, as well. And with, with, with their own financing situation, mm. I mean, and because when when you have... When you have... I, I have I'm aware of people, of, 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 of people within RT, and I know the qualities mm. that they have and what they have produced and what they're still producing under ju- and now they're doing it under duress but, they're looking over their shoulders over Tom, the, the tie shorting Tom it's the good people suffer always and we appoint yeah. people to boards that may not have the skills that are required to do the job they're intended to be doing they haven't the skills Correct. now gentlemen if I may get a chance Sorry. to come in here um, of course we the tie show you mentioned there 2.2 million last top of that and then I'm making a prediction down the line there'll be a huge discussion uh, in papers and media when when the bills for these mm. Ernest and Young and all of these That's different the ones, there's yeah. quite a lot of different top yeah. accountancy firms doing different audits in RT at the moment that's going to run into millions as well. Uh, and Pat, does it call into question the accountancy firm that were there already? In the first place, yeah. And that does, about them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the monies that they have drawn out of it? That they were, and and they were, and for the same with the I, banks. Yeah. When people join boards, they're meant to go through a process of what's known as corporate governance. Yeah, we have it here coming out of rears. Yes, as morning, education as to how one should conduct yeah. the affairs yeah. of the board that they're a member of. Yeah, what did all those people do? And you have compliance officers, and you have all those uh-huh. type of things. Uh-huh. We had Ernest and Young here with us for the best part of a month, and and, and we haven't two euros to spare at the end of the day and what went in was paying out and so forth and yet to spend the money here and out here above and they could spend it by the millions millions and do all kinds of things and and the, the cost of this kind of carry on 
Anyway, that I think was going to be a major one when the bills come from those mm. accountancy firms that are involved in the different. But your reviews. questions won't be asked, Pat. You see, this is a government. You see, well, these, you and I and no, company will be discussing it here when it's when it, if, yes. uh, if it's ever declared. Well, that's as far as uh, listening to we're going back before Christmas, uh, a couple of those TDs did ask questions that were fairly boning, and, and I'll name in particular Brendan Griffin at the. Um, the one that ma- that Stanley chairs, the which the public accounts, public accounts, yes, public accounts. Yeah. Public now, accounts. Fair- the main one, like. yeah. In fairness, the questions he asked were pretty um, boning. But what? Right. They, but you see, they achieved nothing. They achieved nothing, you see, because they, they okay, and he and and he he's a good performer, and he's yeah. and and he was very very thorough in his questioning, yes. and so was in general the 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 CDs. They were good, but you see, the whole thing was there, there was no there was no sanction at the end of the day for the people concerned. And you're right, Jerome. There is there are a hundred different areas of serious misspending, yes. overspending, and the same carry on the only multiples of millions. We have them in we have them, as you say, in the children's hospital. I mean, look what's happened there. It's unbelievable. Where else are they happening? They're all over the public sector, all over the all over public spending. There is no control in this country over public spending. Only there's a control over like like here and and uh, and small firms who, who who are forced to the wall by restrictions and by and by accountants and by governments. But but the big the big boys and the big organisations in this in this sector. I know I know myself. That the idea has been fifteen million. Can you imagine they're talking about penance? We said yeah. here on the job that was gone, nothing there. Because why jobs and you can do the like they kept them see, all going, kept them all going. It's nothing about it, you see. And this is and and only and there's nothing about that. So where is the controller and auditor general? What's his what is his role in the country? I understand that. I mean that he should he's the first bloke that should be called it. He either he hasn't. I, I, I prevail be a clue what's happening. Look what's happening in, as you said, the HSE. Yeah. What's happening, like, and, in and, that job and, in above with the children's hospital? Exactly. And if you look at the HSE again, and we're going slightly on a different, I'm going slightly in a way in a different tangent, claims against the HSE. They're throwing the towel on them, in my view, when there's a claim against. Well, they're throwing the towel at the court, at the high court, mm, yeah. at the door of the court. They do. That's when they've been thrown in, whenever, when there's been millions spent on legal fees, like, by yeah. both sides, and yeah. people put through the ringer. Rather than you know. settle on day one. Yes, of course. Not about it. Now, no. we, we, we'll move down along the line. Another thing that has risen there was questioning why they're using the names of people instead of a name of a programme. We had the Late Late Show, Gay Burn Long Ago, but it was the Late Late mm-hmm. Show. Now you have a name, Joe Duffy Show, Claire Burden's programme, live with Claire Burden, Miriam O'Callaghan, Sunday with Miriam, Ray Darcy, the Ray Darcy Show, and Brendan O'Connor, the Brendan O'Connor Show, so on, so on. Trying to raise the profile of these individuals and in the column stars. And this is the top nine, the, the, the top number one is well known, he's no longer in this country, but he's it's still broadcasting through some local commercial stations from London. And number two then on, on the list of earners for RTE is still currently with RTE 
of Joe Duffy, 351,000 for the Joe Duffy Liveline program. Miriam O'Callaghan sunder with Miriam and she does prime time. She gets 263,500, which is nearly 100 less than Joe. than Joe Duffy, which I wonder why there's such a gap in that. And Ray Darcy, he gets, <laughs> in 2021, he was getting 305,000. And in 2022, he got 250,000, a drop of... But he had a television programme included in the higher amount. In the 21. I, I believe. And that was the cause of dropping down. And uh, still doing well at 250,000. And Brendan O'Connor show uh, on a Saturday and a Sunday, he gets 245,000. Brian Dobson, RT News, gets 209,000. And Mary Wilson in Morning Ireland, 197,000. And Darren Maloney on sports, 184,000. And George Lee, environmental correspondent, 179,000. And you're tuned to rest make one or two FM. Where no, nobody gets the bob. And that isn't George <laughs> Lee. Nobody gets the bob. Wasn't George Lee better off going back to his day job than yeah. staying in Dal Airn? He was in Dal Airn and he... He, 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 he realised it wasn't... He, uh, well, he, he, couldn't get, he couldn't be appointed. He wasn't appointed a minister, you see. That's what happened to him. Yeah. He got his eyes open from what politics was all about. That was ever before the, uh, yes. uh, the 11 election, Tom. Yeah. And talking about money there, of course, as you know, we have a fundraiser going out there for quite some time to clear some debts and also the running costs on a monthly basis. And we thank <coughs> the people who have paid, donated so far, and we very much appreciate it and thank it, no matter whether it was a small little figure or a larger figure. And we really respect all figures, both large and small, and we appreciate and thank those for it. And I suppose on the negative side is, it was just literally over 100 people have subscribed, which the listenership is far greater than that. And we have some some regular listeners there, etc., etc. Anyway, I'm sure there's a lot of you that haven't got around to doing it yet. So hopefully you might think about making a donation to put the radio station in a safer, stronger financial position. Awareness, Pat, is what's needed. Sorry? Awareness. A higher level of awareness from the listeners. Awareness of the need to fund Keep going. You're doing well there. I'll say no more. You know, generally speaking, the awareness isn't out there as to the need for funding to run. uh, I I suppose... The the operation. It has been in the... Admire for many years financially, and some people here would have said over the years that if you threw out the bad news that the radio station was struggling, etc., that you might lose advertisers, etc. Whereas I'm a believer in throwing out the facts and figures and tell it where it is, and I think it has been quite successful on that ground. People know where Extremely. you are rather than fooling yourself and fooling the people with it and, and trying to survive on a daily basis which you're only barely hanging in which is good for nothing, for nobody No, no but it's good for the people, the listeners out there and it's good for communities at local level Pat, and you know everybody that's involved here, all your volunteers need uh, to get credit for that and those that did so over the years yeah. because really what's needed and what, what it has done it has allowed local people to listen to people they identify with discussing things that they're interested in. 
So hopefully those of you who have got around to donating and you can post it in or drop it in to here to the station, whatever, it will be very much appreciated and hopefully the station will be in a much stronger position after that. Now looking at my list here, the, 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 Tom, we could nearly press the, 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 the return button from these people travelling off to foreign countries and name and rhyme. Somebody told me he was going to Brazil for St. Patrick's Day. Appropriate. Brazil. Yeah, but that's broken. I'm, that not, sure, I'm not sure whether he's going back or not. Yeah, that news broke there during the week as well. It wasn't that broke, but it's coming around to the time. It's an annual event now. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, these people are, you know, they're representing Ireland in far-off places and they're supposed to be promoting tourism and industry and all that. And, uh, of course, Pat, it's the biggest joke of all time that these, these people are, are, are traveling the expense involved. And, you know... But they don't care about that, like, and they don't care about being criticised either. They take their families with them mostly, and they'll have a good holiday, and that's what it's all about. And uh, again, again, Pat, it shows you the arrogance of these individuals that they don't care, and uh, and and they're right, though. In in other words, I I, I, I if I applaud them because when when they can do it year after when year, you can get away with it. Tom. Yes, well, and when people when people go out and vote from them and, and put them into the institution that they can, actually, so I wait we until our councillors, so they'll be all gone as well, won't they? There's yeah. an election this year, Tom. They mightn't be rushing away. Yeah. That's what a local election, if you're aware of it. Yeah, yeah. So why would it not be rushing away? They may not rush away. And the canvassing of what yeah. they didn't want to expose. Possibly. possibly. The, 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 the last four years was when there was the time to go. Yeah. This year, it's not the best of publicity. That's the advice of experience in political life from Jerome Scanlon. Of course it had. And yeah. on top of that, you see, a lot of these are a little kind of... Uh, Gifts from the authority, from the from for being the, a good boy or yes, girl, from that, not asking any awkward questions or just signing on the on the dotted line when required, which we have um, plenty of them doing, and I know that. Like, would you agree yeah. with Tom in that now? For his after saying that it's uh, a, a nod and a wink and a thank you for being a good boy or a good girl in the council and not putting them in a spot for asking too no, many awkward questions. No, I wouldn't totally because each group. But you would partly, would you? Well, the way it operates now, and I'm telling it as it is, as I see it, each grouping is offered so many, uh, so many places to go choice. You can go to Savannah, you can go to New Brunswick, I think, you can go to New York. I'm not sure what other places. Now, having said that, I, Bolivia. I have never been to any of those places. Australia, I suppose, isn't it? No, 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 you have to leave that to the ministers. But the ministers are going to Australia. Some of them might be. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I haven't followed it's where, yeah, where yeah. people are going. Now, there's one place I would go. And that's over to England, because we've a lot of uh, we've very significant Irish community in England who left here far more recently than those that went to America. They're going over there meeting people that claim their great grandfather came from God knows where in County Clare, Pat. You yeah. might be able to identify the location. Yes, and he's back from his vacation. Anyway, he's given all kinds of signals telling me it is time to go to an ad break. So we'll back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limick 102 FM on the 31st of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Padda Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Now, welcome back, folks. You're tuned to Best Make 102 FM, your local community radio station. They used to say not for profit one time here, but I think that went by the wayside because they never got near that anyhow. So, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And I'm joined tonight by Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Tom Ryan. And Jason Smith is doing the controls there on the other side, producing the program. If you want to text in or call in, on any matter whatsoever, 0696262000 or 0871669800. And you heard the advertisement there going out about fundraising. So anybody who has got around to donating or forwarding or post or drop or whatever, if you would do so, we would very much appreciate it. And as I was listening to that myself, it just reminded me that some people have dropped in some items into our own auction room here in Newcastle West where we'll be having an auction in about three weeks time of antiques, furniture, etc, etc that kind of stuff, general sale so anybody who might have unwanted gifts or something like that, if you want to drop them in, we, we always get in lots for, people donate lots like that for different charitable causes they hand them into us and we do them and it goes, it's been sold in on the day as a charity lot so if you have something listening out there and something thrown around the place that you don't really need us in your way, if you drop it into us within the next week, after that it will be late for this forthcoming auction. But if you drop it into next within the next week, and it will be appreciated by the radio station and we'll run it through the auction on behalf of the radio station. So we thank you for that. Now, Jerome, you were saying before the ad break came in. It's sad to see um, Grainy's Butchers in order to close. Yet another blow to, yeah, to small rural, villages, to small in villages rural into Ireland. rural Ireland. Yeah. And like that was the mainstay of the village in terms of, I think it was one of the few uh, retailers trading there, grocers, and plus meat, and excellent quality meat. I've had it there myself. It was very highly regarded. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, isn't it sad to see you? And we've seen quite a bit of that indeed. Shops closing here, and I said they were recently in Kilogdon. And I see where the last restaurant closed, three of them have closed. In the past six months, restaurants are getting awful cleaning out as well. Well, Pastor, that's uh, I mean, what's news about that? That's people, is that that's people, people voting their feet, you know, as simple as that. I mean, uh, all the local shops that were the mainstay of, 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 of generations. And, and especially in the rural areas, they, they give credit. They give a lot of people, a lot of people died and left. First of all, took their custom elsewhere, but if they did, they owed a lot of money to these, to, to these uh, shopholders and local groceries. You know, that they, they, they were very good and always stood by people. People, are, you know, the same, the same thing now. It's, it's a very, very sad situation, but again, it's not caused by the government in this instance. It's caused by people themselves 
in actual fact, don't support local efforts, local businesses. The pub, I, I like a lot of the pubs are closed as well. A butcher's and the groceries is, a, is an awful loss, and especially a, a, an established a mean business like that. I know the overheads in that are, are, are a national issue, like, and that we've discussed that pattern numerous times here. The insurance and the on the insurances and energy costs, labour costs, but the insurance costs, we say, like, and the energy costs are really and truly gone out of hand altogether, out of control. And, Tom, recent legislation that the employer has to cover five days' pay now for the staff member if they're ill, whereas it was three days previously. Uh, of course, Jim. All those, Tom. They're, they're all, you see, all that is all kind of uh, directed against uh, directed and, and and by unions and they feel that they have achieved great things for their workers directed mostly against the multinationals who are billions and billions of of, of euros and dollars but when you when you come back down to the local to, to, to the local shop the small the small industry the small little business he, 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 he can't cope with that. That's not, he, you can't be competitive, you know, and cope with those kind of costs. And, and they are costs. And look, nobody wants to see anybody sick. Or nobody wants to see anybody. But you see, all, a, lot of these, a lot of these schemes are abused as well. And they're used for people. Yes. And, and now, that what a lot of them are being used for is being for a short holidays or away. Yeah. You know, I, I heard uh, you recently have a group of, of, of people going skiing that, that were never passed, I'd say, the town of a skiing, you know, and they're, they're away skiing. And some of them, I don't know how they can get off the work. I don't know how they can, they can actually affect that they can afford the number one. But it is just, you know, all this kind of nonsense is going on. And the man, you're powerless then. You can do nothing because you have to shut your mouth and take her, say nothing. They're coming and going as they please. Holidays, and it's mostly short, uh, short holidays now, especially this time of year when there's good value there. And know. everything you've outlined there highlights how disadvantaged the small business is compared with the corporate. Because if you're with one of the corporates here, and we'll say retail, and there's three or four of them here in town, they'll tell you, Tom Ryan, you work 36 hours this week. We'll need you for 20 hours next week. Correct. Now, and there's more time. Correct. You see, and, you used and, to feel, and yeah. then you can't really miss five yeah. days' work if you're only meant to be there for 36 hours in the week. Oh, no. And that is, you see, but that is, that's Ireland. Yeah. And that's our mentality. And as I said, it also comes down, I mean, Jerome, to the, to the individual themselves. The individual people they, themselves, they actually elect the councillors, they elect the actual government, they elect the TDs. They also decide on on where they spend their money and where they spend it when there was no multinational. Yeah. Uh, they had to, had to go to the local who was there from. And, uh, and I noticed that, that even though we have business tossing down, there are still people locally who are doing their very best to stay in business. So they need to be supported 100% and they need to be acknowledged for what they're doing and they need to have some kind of a policy of cover with insurances and overheads. You know, 
definitely like it's a very essential and I know they have different they have different groups representing them but they don't appear to have any recently now that they went before the doll with, with a lot of the issues they were talking about here and it's very important these issues are local issues Jim Jerome and we have control over them ourselves mm-hmm. by support, I now, would always support the local business no matter what it is yeah. We have a p- message in here. What's the panel's view on the act going out to represent Ireland in your vision? Thanks, Helen O'Brien. Good heavens. I, I, I'd nearly be afraid to comment on it. From what I've seen and heard of it, I'm not impressed, but I may be wrong. Have you heard it? I haven't seen it much. I've heard it, I have. Now, there was one that was sponsored by that chap from Mayo. I heard that group. I thought they were good. No, I'm only talking about the, the one, one that was selected. Uh, the one that was the selected. The one that was selected. It's neither this nor that for me. I, I only heard it played, but I don't want to knock anyone, but I wouldn't be Do you know anything about writing home about it. Pat, I have to come here clean. I know nothing about it. Sorry? I know nothing about it. That's the first time in years <laughs> Tom knows nothing about something. <laughs> now, I was listening to uh, another radio station program that I listened to late at night. An Irish program from a very, very highly regarded presenter, and he said it was the most awful, appalling, unbelievable load of 10, 10, 20. Okay. And if people don't know what 10, 10, 20 is, it's a farming term for a the type of stuff. fertilizer that you mm. put out in the lands. That's and he had no bones about it. He even came out stronger than that. But literally, it, it was absolutely beyond belief oh. that Ireland has has stood. Sound wasn't it voted in by the public yeah, as well? Hadn't hadn't the public voted? Tom, I suppose, like you've been saying for years, you get what the people vote for. Yeah. But they were the people who voted for. But what percentage of the people of Ireland do you think voted for that, Jerome? Do you know? I don't. I suppose ten percent, maybe or less. I'd say probably fewer. Yeah. Very, very yeah. few. Very, very but few. it just goes to show the interest there is in it. Little, little or none. none. So they send out something, what did they send out some years ago? Oh, they sent out just in the Turkey. Just in the Turkey. Well, I think from the day they did that, they really... <laughs> Last respect completely. Damaged our credibility have totally. To have, yeah. And by the talks of it now, some might say that with the way it's going in Europe it's probably but that's it's a, all wonky anyway it might so grand because that's a phony operation it might suit the whole thing yeah. well, it, I mean that they have passed I mean Eurovision songs no longer songs they're mostly acts now mostly yeah. the most, uh, and the more nudism you have in it the better as oh well no, so, that's no. what, so that's what's all about and and uh, last Sunday sometime I saw that this whole thing is gone Hilarious, I must say, hilarious. We have been on about uh, asylum seekers and similar people coming into the country, and we've had protests and more protests and marches and whatnot. And eventually, the, I suppose the Ross Gray one was the one that really rang the bells for the government. They said, and uh, the Ross Gray people pointed out, we, we have no hotel anymore. Correct. They've taken the last hotel. We have nothing. We have uh, doctors that are able to keep them well going. And you lend us more and more and more. So th- I think that, that their point was very much heard. 
And then an evening or two ago, I saw where Ross Lair, where they had a very large building, former hotel, I believe. It was being uh, planning permission for a nursing home, and that has been changed then for another asylum seeker, and they're out in agony and protest on that one. And then I listened to the Minister for Justice, and well, more recently, I suppose in recent weeks, they've decided to change the allowance for the Ukrainians and other people from 230, whatever they are. Which they were getting down to about 38 euros, and that they're supposed to move out of the buildings that they have been in. They're only allowed to stay three months inside in it. Where did they go? Uh, where did they go? Because, around my knowledge, around here, there isn't a bed to be got, literally. But they're supposed to chuck them out in the road. So we have a complete turnaround in government policy, something that many of us were shouting about many to a year or two ago should have been done to, to stop the huge influx that, that they were coming in by, by, by the bus load literally because of the wonderful terms and conditions which apply and then on last Sunday I heard the Minister for Justice saying that she was going after the people that the large number a huge number of people who had got deportation orders and little or I believe it's something Tom that to give you out in the post that you have to deport yourself and maybe you're on bother hardly anybody ever took any notice of that but now they're going knocking on the doors of those people that should have left the country way back and obviously when you make so, that announcement put so it in the paper in the news I, I, I'm sure they'll be all changed and it's just fairly fast Are we taking a leaf out of Boris Johnson and Richie Sunak's um, repertoire where they yeah. want to send them but to Rwanda. Why did, it take, why did it take all those many, many months of protest? And, 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 and but but uh, it, it, you see, Pat, the problem here is everything is reactive. They don't, there's been no proactivity. That's an attempt at proactivity, but it's too late. We react, we, we react to something when, when, it, when, it's, when it's too late, Pat. But everybody they, was shouting at the people of Ireland literally. I know. But, but you weren't allowed to say what you were called. Shouting, but the government were you saying, were called a racist, yes. if you play. Now the government not, have come down, in my opinion, very, very strongly, and maybe so, too much so on those misfortunate people. Well, the problem with the, the problem is that they were monitored at the point of arrival, Pat. That's when the action should be taken. You do you deal with people as they come into the country, and people have come into this country without without paperwork. How do they get in here? They've come through France, England. You certainly wouldn't leave it. And on planes, and some yes, on planes exactly. even, they came in officially. So they flushed them down the loo on, yeah. the, on the plane between... And but between. what action was taken by the people of authority, the government, etc.? Obviously none. none. Tom, could you believe that? No, Tom. Well, you could believe anything <laughs> in that area of, the, of, of successive governments here, Pat. You know, uh, my apologies to Tom yeah. once again, Jesus, Mary, and Holy Saint Joseph. My mother used to say, and make a prayer out of it. <laughs> it is advertising time there, Jason. Again, even though you you never waved at me this time, but I'm looking yeah. at the clock. So the we'll be back <laughs> in a minute, and we are discussing the asylum seekers and the cutbacks, and the fact they've gone knocking on the doors now for the people who should have left the country and forgot to do so. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limick 102 FM on the 31st of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pada Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. Uh, my name is Patrick Donovan. On the panel tonight is Councillor Jerome Scanlon, Independent, and Tom Ryan. And we're just talking about uh, cutbacks and, and the de- deportation or lack of it on illegal immigrants who would have been served with deportation orders. And just before Tom goes on to that, he was speaking there before I interrupted him as usual, going to the ad break, and just to give him another bit of information before he starts talking about it. Sinn Féin calls for benefit to be cut for Ukraine's already living here. Sinn Féin has said Ukrainians who are already in Ireland should have their benefits reduced. The government has already announced it will cut welfare benefits for new arrivals from Ukraine from 220 per week to 38.80 while they are in state accommodation. But the main opposition party has now called for the government to go further by cutting the rates for those already here. Last night, in a hardening of Sinn Féin's position on immigration, its integration spokesman said, John Brady told it all, the disparity is allowed to exist in terms of the government offering full access to social welfare and higher rates of payment other than countries has left Ireland out of step with EU. For those Ukrainians currently in Ireland, it should avoid cliff edges and it should be staged. Mr Brady said Sinn Féin supported the reduction of social welfare payments for new arrivals, adding we are concerned that the government is creating perverse incentives that will heap further pressure on the private rented sector. Now, Tom, as we said earlier, regards that uh, there isn't a bit to be got literally anywhere in Ireland because of the limited, and then they're talking about chucking these out after three months and giving them, is it 38 euros a week? 38 euros a week. What yeah. would they get for that? They'll hardly buy milk for it. Well, Pat, that's, that's a scandal, you know. That uh, and it really upsets me to, uh, to, to see that that our our whole policy and uh, and, and the orangutans that run it, like I mean, that, that are there above sitting at a cabinet table every night trying to do, trying to do they're trying to run RTE, they're trying to run the, the immigration, they're trying to run the refugee problem, and they're not doing the jobs they were elected to do. This whole, this whole like refugee and and uh, scenario is a fast from day one, and it's they're incapable of planning and looking after it, and looking after people. And as I said, Pat, the actual idea that people that have been, like, deported, that should be deported, that shouldn't be here and have their cases, like, disallowed and to be found. And, and we listen to, to ministers talking on on public, in the, uh, on public shows and, and in the media that these people who were deported leave of their own accord and they believe they do they did i mean did you ever you know i mean you couldn't make it up Pat. i mean these idiots 
desert, desert in this country, and uh, and I can't describe it as anything else because my experience of them, uh, like, is is just unbelievable. Every day, I'm shocked to see people camped about Dublin, and this I camped uh, like at the side of the road that in a country in one of the richest countries in the world. I know we have our own homeless. That's due to incompetence again, and and due to the the, the fact that we were that we weren't building houses that we were that we could build plenty of them back in the sixties and seventies when there wasn't a shilling to be got any place we could build houses. But now we have to build special uh, mansions for people, not houses, and we 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 they have to have all luxuries inside them. So they, so they're costing hundreds of thousands to build them. But Pat. Like the fact that that there, I would totally reject that that those people from Ukraine or from anyone else that their weekly allowances are reduced. Number one, I reject that, and the fact that they've come down from from that from the two twenty to thirty eight is an absolute disgrace. And again, it's cowardice, model cowardice. And to listen now to Sinn Féin, like I mean, every they have a different a, a different policy for every day of the week. So, like, you you take very little notice of when they'll be supporting the government, <coughs> what they have in their head, you know, because people can't live in 38 hours a week. They can't live at the side of the road in tents in a homeless situation. And they don't care what government is in or what... It's an, an absolute disgrace what's going on with the way this whole... The whole operation is a fiasco from top to bottom. Well, the Ukrainian, Tom, the Ukrainian situation is crackers. Because people that have been here long term are accommodated in centres where n- nobody's been asked to leave, and I don't, and I'm not suggesting they should be, but they're all getting two twenty a week, and then we have the more recent intake that are going to get the thirty eight and have to be without the ninety without sorry out out within ninety days. That just makes no sense. That is absolute madness, Tom. I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. I mean, sure, sure, who, but who tied it up like? Or who was allowed to... Well, because our government of the day decided to give the 220 to begin with, Tom. Yeah. Now, if you're fed and found somewhere, I'm not so sure that you should be handed 220 into your pocket as well. And that was the way they approached this from day one. And that has gone on for almost two years now. Yeah, so, but, but but why drop it from, from 220 to 38? Like, I mean, where did the 38 fail come out? I have no problem giving them all 220 provided we're not feeding and giving them uh, accommodation in centres on an ongoing basis, Yeah, Tom. but maybe so. But, but you know, if you look at um, that, now they have no accommodation, and they have no accommodation from them, they have to sit inside the road, and, and, and I give them 38 euros, but would that be right? Yeah, and that's, they've brought it down to 38,000 because, they, sorry, 38 euro a week, because they now realise they have no place for them. So I think it was to try and discourage more from arriving. But in that shocking scenario, it is. I mean, isn't that a, isn't that a model cowardice of the highest order? It just goes to show the caliber of persons that have run this country. Correct. I agree with you there. Now, Jerome, we were talking about these people that hadn't deported themselves, if I'm describing it yes, properly. Yes, we're talking about the uh, migrants now. The, the Who had got an order served on them to yeah. leave the country. Yeah. And they didn't do so. Well, but the, and there was no follow-ups to check is, now this, or not. this is what's wrong. That's hard to believe now, Jerome. <laughs> now, put it this way. What has happened, we've, we've been here and we've had discussions about Garda forces and not having Garda to enforce whatever. If, if, if I was ordered to leave the country and I lived down in 
we'll say I live uh, up, up in uh, Churchtown. That means the guards have to go to Churchtown to make sure I vacate the property. Who else is out there to do it? I don't know of anyone else, so that'll be... But if a man living out, and I won't say where in case I'd offend anybody mm. now, and, and, and they didn't pay a television license or some little thing like that, yeah. and they got a week in jail or something, uh-huh. the guards will go out and collect them and bring them in. Doesn't, doesn't that happen? That happens. We've heard well, that happen. But and yet people who are illegally in the country and had a court order, I believe, served on them that they were mm. to leave the country. But and there's no follow-up on that? Now, in fairness... We do not have the numbers of Gardaí to enforce anything here. But you have the girls going back to countryside or going out to countryside yeah, to pick up do. a guy for not paying his television license and bring him into Limerick jail or down to Cork. That, that's because there's a court order for, for it on the day. So yeah. if I haven't Is that more serious than an illegal immigrant who was told to get out of the country? Absolutely not. That we, they should, we should be dealing with the illegal immigrant. If Tom, we have you're somebody highly in, educated, Tom Better, if more highly somebody, educated than me. You might understand it, Tom. If we have somebody in the country that shouldn't but be in the I, country. I, I, want, I must uh, like, contradict you on highly education. <laughs> I mean, my education will be very basic. <laughs> but, Pat, I mean, what you're saying is, is you see, is incompetence in the operations. Mm. I mean, we have, if you were in Australia and you had, and you had, we work in Australia and we had his, oh, the sunshine was there, we're listening to the morning, noon and night, and you have a visa for two years or 12 months. That morning, uh, when your visa is up, you're, there's a knock on your door. And you'll go. And, and you're gone. Now, the thing about it here is, I quite agree with you, Pat, in, in, in th- that we can enforce small, silly little court orders that are issued against people for licenses and for dog licenses and, and for t- things like that, which should be never, ever on any Garda uh, state. Because if you are rejected, Pat, as a... To go in, in your application for citizenship or for to come into the country, then, I mean, I listened, Pat, and I couldn't believe my I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Tell the truth, to, 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 to hear a minister saying a minister for justice, and several other ministers like I, when they were asked the question, and they were asked the question. These people leave themselves. Yeah. I mean, could you, you couldn't. I, I said, am I really hearing things now? So you were. Um, you have a person coming from any part of Africa, any part of Asia, and they're here, and they're, they're told, and, well, you can't stay, but, but like, and, okay. And Tom, a lot of them have paid significant money to mules to bring them here. They have, of course. And they we expect them to yeah, wave goodbye after all that effort. Well, say goodbye now, thanks. I'm sorry. for mules here to send them out of the place but, as well. But doesn't yeah. that tell you, Pat, the way the country's been ran? There's no control, no as control. has been pointed out over the years. Yeah. Yeah. But there's plenty of control in certain areas, like... Yeah. In the old days, Tom, we used to say tax was for little people. Yeah. We've now arrived at the point where the law is for little offences. What is it? Yeah. That's the thing about it, you see. And this is, and all these it, it take up a serious guard of time, which for a tow guard, of course, that's under, under man completely. Like. So, I mean, you, you couldn't, I, I couldn't believe what I was here now that, he, that the naivety of, of our ministers when they're, when they're there and, and the audacity of them, number one, for the monies and for, the, for what they're getting, like, I mean, there's a minister for housing there. Well, I must divine. I mean, to listen to him. 
Um, because now when I heard it on that minister there, I, I, I couldn't believe that a minister would even come out with such a statement. The Minister for Justice. Yeah, that they were going around knocking at the doors to tell the people, sorry, you, you're supposed to be gone. That's a bit like saying there's a fire at the end of the street. We are coming. Out. And, we are yeah, coming. and Pat, we had recently, we had um, talking about looking, knocking the doors to where they were supposed to be like. If you look at, uh, no, I mean... Ireland is attracting people like from all over the world, and it's going to be a massive problem. It's a massive problem. It could be. It, it'll be this. It'll be the winning of, of an election in America. Number one. Without a shadow. I mean, there are there are people on the move from areas of depredation, mm-hmm. war, which is we know now all over the world in the countries of North Africa. And in in African countries, in the Middle East, like you watch them, if you follow the state, that there is unbelievable uh, terror and torture and war going on in places, and there's also famine in other places. And people are moving, and and they'll be moving then more and more of them. But we are not geared here to handle anything like that because the people we have here are incompetent. They, they couldn't you couldn't send them for a point to make the most. We have the name abroad of being the land of milk and honey. But how we, we do? We do. How you, we do. You know, yeah. Without a shadow of doubt. Yeah. We, have the, we have one of the best social welfare. We're one of the best social welfare states in the 27 or 26 that are now part of the EU. And how can we, how can we afford that, Lee? How can we, you We're know. the wealthiest country in the world, even though we were supposed to be burst well, a few years sorry, back. Sorry, we believe we're to be. But no, isn't we, it, we do have but isn't it a pity we can't run it right, like? Isn't it a pity? I mean, it is only small country. The more money you have, left. the more no. waste you'll see. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Now, there's a message in here. Uh, uh, I think that the song and the performers are a disgrace to the country of Ireland. They are more like demons than singers. The people left the best song in decades behind. I mean, Erika Cody, so John Egan. John must have been watching it, so John. But also, John, uh, I read about the song on the paper, and the content of the song is also of particular interest to people that they might tune into the words of it as well, which would cause concern to some people as well. It is time that the powers that be scrutinise the asylum seekers. Anyone who misbehaves should be expelled immediately. Well, I think that's what they're doing, John, and they're just telling them you leave the country in your own time and never bother checking up to know that did they go or not. And I am familiar with property where people might have cannabis or something which the government uh, <coughs> they have deferred the bill at the moment about decriminalizing cannabis but if somebody had cannabis some bunch of guards will arrive early in the morning at night I and mean, they just kick the door straight in mm. if there's nobody home and yet we have, have these people who should have been gone out of the country and nothing at all was done about that but you see Pat they didn't plan if you want to go if you go somewhere you plan on how you get there uh, they, somebody just decided they leave the country, but what's the route? Who sends them? Where do they go? But they don't go at all. We know that. Absolutely, Tom. You're 100% Good man, Tom. Go Good man, Tom. <laughs> they didn't go at we, all. We have a minister that has said that they're to leave the country. Yeah. And I suppose they were but getting, I suppose they were getting unemployment benefits as well oh, while they were waiting, were they? Of course. I mean, look. We had a lady in Mallow there who had, yeah. she was in Ireland for 10 years and she wasn't able to speak any English. And she was drawing happy payments from was it five or six different properties oh, yeah. without speaking English. But that's all the more reason she was able to do it. <laughs> well, Pat, if you look recently at the, there was a big 
huge headlines on the people that were found in, in the truck down in uh, mm. Ross Lair. Yeah. And they were taken to Dublin. And I think the following day there were six and missing. Well, yeah. So, I mean, what do you do? That's not talking? the first time. And, and, I mean, and can you imagine that, like? And the Gardaí. And, and the Gardaí said they weren't, they weren't looking for the middle. Yeah, if, if, I, if I heard rightly, is that true? Yeah, twice. They weren't looking for the middle. What about it since? Like, if you had a bunch of people that shouldn't be in the country, which they were, You'd surely keep a record of where they were. But well, you wouldn't and keep a record of where they were. Anyhow, we're up to ad break, and some of us yeah. people with twisted minds, we might think this is all part of a big, big plan, big policy yeah. to infiltrate the country and plant it with all sorts of different nations and people of the world and keep the doors open and come what may. And we'll go to an ad break and come what may, and back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 31st of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pada Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie Now back again folks you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West and on the panel tonight is Council Jerome Scanlon Independent Councillor for the Newcastle West Municipal District and Tom Ryan I nearly said Councillor Tom Ryan there for a moment and we thank you for your support on the draws. You hear the advertising and the fundraising that's going out at the moment, folks. It's very much appreciated here with those involved in the radio station. But those of us involved here in the radio station are here on your behalf to give you the news and entertain your different people here who give their time free of charge and their hours and everything else goes into it here. And we really appreciate the response to date. As I said, over 100 people have donated. But we w would notice also, of course, that the population in the area is much wider than that. So hopefully those of you who haven't got around to making a donation to the radio station at the present time might see so do so in the coming period of time. Now, those people who are not stuck for money and who are financially very strong, they are the people who are visiting 86 cities throughout the world during the St. Patrick's Week. And up at the top is a lady I've met on a few occasions, a fine, nice, pleasant lady I found her to be, and she's Heather Humphreys, and she's going to Chicago and Madison Square Gardens and Michal Martin, Vancouver, Ottawa, and Toronto, Simon Harris, England, and England, that's all it says, and uh, Pascal O'Donoghue, or Pascal Donoghue, public, he's going to France and Bulgaria. 
and New York is our Justice Minister whom we've been talking about and no comment other than that and Kenya is uh, Charlie McConnellogue he's going to Kenya Ethiopia and South Sudan he'll be away for a while let's say and Dara O'Brien is going to South Africa and Zambia he's our housing minister now so he's heading off he might learn something about affordable so, houses out there. so there'll be a vacancy for someone's bed while he's away and Japan is going to Roderick O'Gorman or Roderick O'Gorman should I say is going to Japan and Michael McGrath is going to China and Stephen Donnelly he's going to full distance he's going to Australia and Simon Coveney He's going to India and Bangladesh. And Norma Foley is going to Edinburgh, Manchester and London. And Leo Varadkar is going to Washington. And Catherine Martin is going to Nashville and Austin. I hope she likes country music when she's going to Nashville. And last but not least... Eamon Ryan, the environmental minister who cycles to work on his bicycle, he's going all the way to Brazil. Brazil. Think about the footprint. Think about the f carbon footprint. You have one green minister going to Japan, did you say? <clears throat> and the, uh, the greener of the two... Australia, Japan and China, um, and Sudan and Kenya, Ethiopia, I, Zambia... Yeah. Uh, I was referring there to our two green ministers, Ryan yeah. to Brazil. From there were the last two there on my list as I called them out, mm. yeah. Mm. One is going to Nashville and Austin, and the other is going to Eamon uh, Ryan, the man with the bike. Are all the is, junior ministers uh, being asked to stay at home for the parades? You haven't I don't know. They're not on my list here, any of the list that is available to me tonight. The junior ministers, even though I believe they are going on similar trips usually. They the junior ministers. They have done so in the past. They have done so yeah. in the past quantities. It's some cost. I mean, we never get a report of what was achieved over the years with all those visits, including yourself, Jerome, we, we and did, the county councillors and the, from, junk, the from, junkets you were from, taking from over a gentleman, the years. Sorry, whatever was did, achieved by oh, it. We did, we did. What there was did a gentleman you? that used to sell papers in the cold cane in, in, in uh, Cork. Cork years ago. Yes. His name escapes me. But Murphy. He, he actually, yeah, you're dead right. Murphy, yeah. He got elected to the city council one time. He did. And they sent him to New York. He and he got off the plane and the report from the Cork Examiner came and asked him what did he achieve when he was out there. And his response was, I got new false teeth. That's correct. Do you remember that time, you do? I do, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got elected yeah. to the council in Cork, wasn't that it? That's right. The city he got council. elected, yeah. But it so really he, he, he achieved something. He did, he did. But we've never got reports like that gentleman that time he's dead now, God rest his soul, many years when he came back from New York with the first hit. And that was the cock businessman that put him up to that. He, and yes. Just to highlight the nonsense the of the system, on, really. The carry on. And it is still there today. And this is the largest is a lot greater now. Worse now than ever, yeah. yeah. Well, Pat, you know, when you look at the, that list you're after, I mean, it's a shameless list of, of, of waste, number one. And, you know, it gives the thumbs down to people that don't, they don't care. Like, these, they're, they're without shame, you know, these, these ministers that, have, that any of them at home. You look at the, the actual competence of, of the Minister for Health, for instance, the Minister for Justice and, and all, and a whole lot of them in as well. 
and you know have to have there any shame at all and furthermore pat like we we have representatives now elected representatives the high, most highly paid in the world now not, not, in, not in europe in the world and they're going out there and we have we have a savagery of a war in in europe with 26 to 30,000 women and children being brutalized and being bombed and being murdered daily this this i think myself now that we have another war in the ukraine uh, and 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 we have and you have terrible terrible poverty and and wars all over the world now you can say to me that's not true us it is everything to do us we have we have a say in the in the un we have a say in in the in in the the actual european union we have a we have a voice we have and i think we should be concentrating on trying to resolve where we have we, we no longer we're we're supposed to be a neutral country and that would be more than i know as St. Patrick's Day or long up now, not not and long before now even, to make our presence as as diplomats and as as men and with courage and with perceptions that we can try and do something to stop what's happening in the Gaza yeah. and now in the West Bank. I- when they're going to hospitals and murder people in bed. These Israelis who we are supporting, there's no doubt about that, because if you don't oppose them, then you support them. And we're and we're and America is shamelessly like supplying them with the most modern ships of arms going in every day into Israel from America, France and from the European Union to blow unfortunate, misfortunate people, the Palestinians, One. out of the face of death. Where, how, how could you go travelling the world and you're a leader in your own country that's doing nothing about to try and make a case? And we have Michal Martin. Or we're doing diplomatic things behind the scenes and all that. When, they're not, when they want him to support the South African case, like, I, I mean, against these terrorists, it's what they are. Netanyahu is worse than Putin. Yes. He's a terrorist of the highest degree. And we are supporting them. Why are we supporting them? Because of money and because of influence and America. because of American, uh, what America is doing. Genocide, Tom, against women and it's children. It's shocking. And you question, and our Taoiseach has decided to go to Washington to meet Mr. Biden. I, I, I wouldn't mind your opinion on that. I have no opinion on it. Going over there to meet Mr. Biden. Oh, of course. Well, I, well I'm the same. Yeah. You shouldn't be going there. They, they shouldn't be going They shouldn't be going out, out. out. I mean, out there, like parade in Ireland, as a, as a, what, have, what, have, what have, we should be protesting. I, I, What's going I'd, on? Go for, I'd go further, Tom. They should spend one day in Gaza and see what see the mess that's been made out there. They would be let, well. They couldn't do that, you know, because they would be let in there. Number one, I'll, I'll another message in here first. Good night, gentlemen. Talking about hotels, I go to Lisbon Verna every year. This year, I couldn't get any place Correct. to stay. Very sad, Johnny Mate. And that applies to many places, Killarney, of right. course, and tourist areas yeah. as well. There isn't any hotels. Johnny's uh, right. Which is depriving the Irish people of their normals. Like, if you go back there, Le Desmond is the centre. There's a hotel in Ballybunion. And the, the SP has been achieved more than once at this stage in, in, in under two years. Now, folks, I hope you're not asleep, any of you. And uh, when I'm reading this, or if you're asleep, it'll wake you up. 
and you'd wonder, am I reading the paper from last week or a month ago or whatever? Bailey's appeal against drug, drug driving convictions successful. This is today, Wednesday, and he died on January the 26th, mm-hmm. and this is the 30th. The lady in Bailey had a successful appeal against his drug driving conviction at Cork Circuit Appeals Court yesterday. The appeal by Mr. Bailey, who died suddenly on January the 21st at the age of 66, had his appeal yesterday at the Callover County Cases at Cork Criminal Court. His case was one of a few additions to another case. But just Geraldine O'Leary called the case DPP versus Ian Bailey. There was a momentary pause before Judge Helen Byles said, we will just strike out the matter. Striking out the appeal would have let the conviction and penalty stand in respect of the drug driving conviction and the related conviction of possession of cannabis for one's own use. The late Mr. Bailey's barrister, Alan Otherwire, asked if the matter could stand as he wished to discuss the matter briefly with State Solicitor Jeremiah Healy. In the event, it was not necessary for the appeal and barrister to discuss the matter any further, as Mr. Healy, for the prosecution, said, in the circumstances made the appeal, maybe the appeal should stand. Judge Pyle said, very good, allow the appeal. So, should that make no sense? So he got off with his drug driving yeah. conviction oh. that he had previously, even though he was dead since the 22nd of January. What, what does it mean there when they said the appeal stands, Pat? The appeals, she, she said the first time the appeal was standing, so yeah. meaning that he wouldn't have got off with it, he'd yeah. get a conviction, yeah. even though he was dead. And when the barrister came up and said, in the circumstances, maybe the appeal should be allowed, George Byles said, very good, allow the appeal. So the appeal was successful. But Pat, uh, just... Pat, lost of time wasting, yes? No time wasting. Correct. But uh, on, the, on the, just as, as my in- input into the, into the appeal, Pat, I just want to set it out there. A good few people have been talking to me about, uh, talking about the program, uh, about the program in general and, and, and the radio station. And uh, I would definitely ask people to uh, support the station and not be thinking about it, just go and uh, because we need the voice of, of ordinary people locally and this station is, is top class across with presenters and the whole lot and Pat I'd like you also to, to, to pay a tribute to yourself for the work that you have done since you joined this I say, uh, since you joined the organisation and the station of the community radio, what we call it, uh, when it was in, in, in a very bad state, you have to be credited because of what the, for the work you've done, a lot of it on your own. And, you know, and I definitely uh, have great admiration for you. And I would ask people to come out now and, and give the radio station the support that it needs. Absolutely, t- total agreement. You kept it going, Pat, against the odds. That's the long and the short of it. And in response to that, as I said, there was eviction notices when I got involved and very large debt. But I meet a lot of older people and they just love the station and basically it was on that basis I would be sorry for those people if it did go. But equally, as Tom rightly points out, we have a lot of listeners. We get a lot of messages in there and hopefully they will, as one might say, put your money where your mouth is, is an old saying that would go. And again, our sincere thanks to all those people who have donated. We've got some large sums, we've got some small sums. They are all very much appreciated. And, and Pat, I think we should refer as well to the people that go out there, volunteers, like last weekend there were people out there volunteering. Uh, There was a draw for a hamper. All that takes time and people 
have to be recognised. And we broadcast the match from Ratkilas on the between Antrim in the football, Antrim and Limerick, and we're broadcasting the next football match which is on Ratkeel as well, where Limerick footballers will be playing as well. And it is hoped that all kinds of matches and all sports events, as we pointed out, we have got, we have required an outside broadcast unit van which is fully equipped for broadcasting for all kinds of community events with sports meetings any kind of a thing so we're in a good place going forward but financially you need finance to go forward so my sincere thanks to councillor Jerome Scanlon and Tom Ryan and Tom of course for his support over the years and always very generous with his support and and, and, and perhaps Pat we could encourage to, uh, Tom Ryan to consider and standing as my an time is up before Jason jumps in the window out there. Time is up and we're gone, folks. Good night. Take care and God bless. See you next Wednesday night. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westernwick 102 FM on the 31st of January 2024 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Councillor Jerome Scanlon, joint Padder Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.